Welcome to the Navy SEAL Mindset. I'm your host, William Branham, and this is episode 012. 012. In this episode, I want to talk about the third Navy SEAL secret of leadership, and that is OODA loop. OODA loop. O-O-D-A, and it is a loop. I gave this presentation a couple years ago, and it, again, it was five SEAL secrets of leadership, and someone came in and they looked at my presentation and they were like, where's the loop? And it was a circle that I had drawn, and it was an O and an O and a D and an A. O-O-D-A. And there was an arrow going from each letter to the next. And they're like, where's the loop? Oh, it took them a minute to, to figure it out, but they, they soon figured out that it's just this loop that never ends. Observe, orient, decide, and act. And unfortunately, I can't take credit for this. Not unfortunate, really. There's nothing really original that we do in the SEAL teams. We take the best things, the best tactics, the best techniques, the best procedures that are out there in the world that work. We take the things that work and we incorporate them into the things that we do. And we do them better oftentimes than the people who actually came up with them. So that's one of the things that makes us the best in the world, that gives us that Navy SEAL mindset, that gives you that Navy SEAL mindset. Where did this whole thing come from, this OODA loop? I, this is actually something I used to hate. I hated the word OODA loop. I had a leader, and I think I've probably talked about him before, that, that I'm super grateful for. He was one of the worst leaders that I've ever had. But I'm super grateful for him because... His poor leadership forced me to step up and take different action that I probably would not have taken otherwise and, and come up with these ideas, these five seal secrets of leadership, like the whole like getting in the, getting it, putting my kit on and running around with these new leaders. I probably would not have done that had this other leader been a better leader. And like I said, in the past, and I don't remember if I've told this story before, but we were doing these contact drills where we're teaching young leaders how to lead on the battlefield in a gunfight. And he would run up behind these young officers and say, OODA loop, OODA loop, OODA loop. And I'm like, I fucking hate that word, OODA loop. I will never use it. And I should never say never because usually when I say I will never do something, I usually end up doing it and doing it better than I ever thought that I could. OODA loop, observe, orient, decide, and act. Why is this relevant to you? Why is this relevant to business? Why is this relevant to life? Why is this relevant to thinking like a Navy SEAL? Let's go back to where it came from. If you go back to the Korean War, a man, a gentleman by the name of Colonel John Boyd was a, an Air Force fighter pilot. And in the Korean War, we fought the Russians, sort of a proxy war in Korea. And so we, they had, the Americans, the U.S. had less capable aircraft than the Russians did. and. Mr. Boyd knew this, so he figured out that we need to find a different way to fight. We need to find a better way to beat the enemy since they have better equipment. Maybe they have better training. We don't know. But we're going to fight them in the air in dogfight style, kind of like the, the old movies of Top Gun or the Red Baron back in World War II or whatever. And so they would get in these dogfights. And what uh, Colonel Boyd eventually figured out is he figured out this way of this sort of decision-making process or formalize this decision-making process so that they could beat the enemy faster than the enemy could beat them, even though the Russians that we were fighting against had better equipment. Once he figured out this OODA loop technique, he started teaching it to other pilots and other, other pilots and other people that were fighting the Russians in the Air Force. He later became an instructor. 
And uh, it was such an effective tool on the battlefield that the U.S. was beating the Russians in dogfights 10 to 1. We would knock down 10 of their aircraft to them knocking down one of our aircraft. That's how effective this OODA loop process was. And then after the Korean War, Mr. Boyd went and he became an instructor, a uh, flight instructor, and he was beating his students within 40 seconds of actually engaging them in a dogfight. And then he taught the, the tactics, the techniques, the OODA loop process, and how it was relevant and how the future pilots could use that in a dogfight. And so that got passed down to the Army, the Marine Corps, eventually the SEAL teams, because again, we are, we're a pretty junior force as far as being around since the beginning of time. We've only been around truly, the SEAL teams weren't even around in the Korean War. We didn't become commissioned until 1962 while we were in Vietnam. So we got passed down this idea of OODA loop and on the battlefield, on the business field, on every field and in everything that you do in life, whether it's you're, you're having a relationship with someone, you're having a conversation, you're having a business agreement or disagreement, you're doing business with people, you're a salesperson, you're a student in school, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Maybe you're just driving to the grocery store, you're managing kids. Everything you do is an OODA loop. And I'll start with on the battlefield and then we'll talk about how you can apply that to the rest of your life. So on the battlefield, we're in a gunfight. I position myself next to that, that young officer and he's engaging the target. Or actually I've taken his bullets away and he's learned to not shoot bullets when we're in a gunfight. He's starting to observe the battlefield. And then he orients himself. If we do this, he's thinking like, if we move to the left, what will happen? If we move to the right, what will happen? And he's trying to think about what, like how much effort it's going to take to move the team to the right, or maybe to move the team back or move the team forward, whatever direction we need to move. He's orient himself, orienting himself and the team to the threat. Then he makes the call. He decides what the call is going to be, and then he makes the call and we move. So he observed the battlefield. He observed the team. He observed the enemy. He oriented his decision-making process off of what was going on on the battlefield. And sometimes you have to let the battlefield mature. You have to let the gunfight kind of mature, see where everyone is, see what the actual enemy situation is. Let's say you're on a sales call. I used to say that I would never be in sales and I really like getting on the phone and selling really expensive things to people if they need it. And sometimes they know they need it, but they just need a little push. And a lot of times it's just really, if I just go in there and I say, hey, you need to buy this, this is for you, you got to do it. Why don't you just go ahead and give me your credit card? They're never going to give me their credit card. Why would they? I wouldn't do that. So what I do is I just start asking questions and I observe what their answer is. And then I orient myself to what their answer is. And then I ask another question and then another question. And as I'm observing, I'm orienting like how I'm going to make the close. I'm orienting how I'm going to actually ask them to give me their credit card information or whether I'm going to pass them a, a link to, to buy something. I'm deciding what I'm going to do based on what their actions are, based on what they're telling me. Or when I'm coaching a client, it's exactly the same thing. I'm asking them questions. I'm letting the battlefield mature. Like I may know the answer. I may think I know the answer, but I don't have all the information. And so I continue to ask questions. I continue to orient. I continue to maneuver before I take actual action. I'm still maneuvering. I'm getting a different perspective of the battlefield. I'm orienting, I'm orienting, I'm orienting. And then I decide what I'm gonna say. And then I take, the, and I, then I take that action. I give whatever advice 
that the client needs at the time as appropriate. So it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're in a relationship, you're always observing that, that other person, you're observing their actions, what they're saying. And a lot of times in male-female relationships, it's not really what they're saying, it's what they're doing. And I can only say this from a male perspective of a relationship. I can tell you without a doubt that the female perspective, they may say something, but that's not really what they mean. So you have to have, number one, you have to have some experience in dealing with women who may say one thing, but really mean another. For example, hey, honey, where, uh, where do you want to go out to dinner? Oh, I don't care. Okay, let's go to the steakhouse. Yeah, I don't really want steak. I think I want a salad. Okay. Or maybe I was thinking more about sushi. So in that exchange, hey, what do you want for dinner? Oh, I don't care. So you, you, or, you observed, you oriented, you made a decision. I want steak. Let's go to, to dinner. And you acted. You said, hey, let's go have a steak dinner. No, I don't actually want steak. I want sushi. So now you just, you took action on the battlefield of this relationship. You maneuvered and you got a different perspective. You threw something out there in the world to your, to your team and they responded in a different way. So you just have to adjust. You observe, oh, maybe we're going to go have sushi. Maybe she wants to have sushi. So you say, okay, awesome. Let's go have sushi. So you observed, you oriented yourself to the situation. You made a decision. You could make the decision to go to a steakhouse. Probably not going to work out that well for you or you made the decision to go have sushi and then you acted on it. So that's OODA loop works in every situation. And one of the great things about the OODA loop is it's what it's, what it really does. The real magic of the OODA loop is it's unraveling the weaknesses of your opponent. So really you may not care where you go out to dinner or really you may not care if you make the sale or not, or really you may not care if your kid does its homework or her homework. You actually should care about that. But you may not really care the direction that you want to go. If you have a business, if you're leading people, you should care what the outcome is. You may not care how they get there, you just, but you care about the outcome. So you want to observe what they're doing and you want to influence their actions to meet the outcome, the desired outcome. So if I'm, I'm training that new leader and I want them to observe the battlefield, I took their bullets away. So now they have to observe the battlefield and maybe they're not like observing the whole battlefield. They're not getting the whole thing. Then I'll, I'll give them sort of a preparatory command or I'll give them an idea of a direction that maybe they could go so that they can observe differently. If you're, if you're a senior leader in an organization and you're trying to train a replacement, someone to come up and take your position so you can move up and out or whatever to take a bunch of stuff off of your plate then you put them in those sort of stressful situations and, and observe how they're going to act. Observe, orient yourself to their reaction, then you take action and then you, you decide what to do and, you, and then you take action. And you teach them to do exactly the same thing. Going back to, I don't know, sales. I'm gonna ask you a bunch of questions. I'm gonna observe and I'm gonna orient myself based on your answers. And then I'll maybe throw something else at you and see how you react to that. And then I'm just gonna continue to to OODA loop until I make the sale or until I get, if I'm leading a group of people, until I get them to give me the outcome that I'm looking for. This is super important in leadership. I spoke at an event last week and one of the people in the crowd, they asked me about, there are times when their 
clients and she was, I think works with people with MS. Um, they're just not doing the work and she just wants, she just gets so mad and she's like, I she just want to like shake them and tell them just, you need to do this so that you can get better. And so I said that, yes, I totally understand where you're coming from, but sometimes you have to give them grace. And what you have to do is you have to make it their idea. You're observing their actions. You're orienting yourself to their actions. Then you have to decide whether you want to be a hard ass or if you want to be a big softy and then flip the script on them and then make whatever that thing is their idea. When you can make it their idea and they tell you what they want to do, that's exactly the thing that you wanted them to do, you win. So you observed the situation, you oriented yourself, even though you didn't want to, you oriented yourself to be a big softy. You decided to be the big softy, but you decided the direction you wanted to try and push them or get them to go. And then you took action. And then they're doing something that you want them to do, but they think it's their idea. And so that's how you OODA loop in business, how you OODA loop in life. So again, the first secret is multitask like a Navy SEAL, shoot, move, and communicate. Secret number two, leaders get no bullets. Secret number three is OODA loop. You guys stay awesome. Don't forget to get naked, and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, this is William Branham, retired Navy SEAL, 26 years of service, and I have a free gift for you. Go to 5sealsecrets.com, the number five, SEAL, as in Navy SEAL, 5sealsecrets.com. Go download your free copy of these five SEAL secrets, and I'll give you a, a secret. The secret is NAKED. NAKED is an acronym. Uh, go over there and find out what it is. 5sealsecrets.com, totally free. All you got to do is give me your name and email so I can send that to you, and uh, it's all yours. Then you can start learning how to think like a Navy SEAL. Talk to you guys soon.